privilege uh, to introduce uh, Andrew, Tim and Mel Downs. And uh, Mel's going to come up now and bring uh, the word. But I'll let Andrew just to share a little bit more about Tim and Mel. That'll be amazing. Thanks, mate. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, let's welcome Tim and Mel to the stage. They're only here every three years. So give them a warm welcome. Very good. Hey, it's so good to be here tonight. I don't know about you already. I've sensed God's love in this place. I, I pray you really might know that. God's freedom. And uh, we are really blessed to have Tim and Mel here with us to share God's Word. And I, I want to I ask us tonight, as uh, Mel will share in a moment, to have an open heart, because I feel God wants to speak. God might want to bring a greater level of love and freedom into your life. So we're really excited to have Tim and Mel. Let me introduce you to them. Um, they have now been serving for 12 years in the country of Malawi amongst the Yao people, one of the least reached people in the world who have no, have no idea of Jesus, most of them, growing up in a Muslim context. Um, Tim and Mel, Tim was a builder and uh, Mel was a teacher. And God loves to use ordinary people who are willing to say yes to Jesus. And do you know what? You and I are in those, that group of ordinary people that God wants to use. And Tim, I just wanna ask, before we hand over to Mel to uh, share tonight, Tim, why did you say yes to Jesus and why do you do what you do? Yeah, okay, I'm, I, I suspect you're talking about that bit of sitting in an African village sharing. A couple of weeks ago, I was walking out of a meeting with a good mate of mine who's a chappie at a high school, right? Public high school. And it was a brutal meeting where I was thrown to the lions kind of thing. And as an African, I should know what to do, but they tore me apart, right? When I was walking out in the car park, he looked at me and just before he went to say something, I got in first and I said, Aaron, I could, I could never do what you do, mate. And he goes, that's funny, because that's what I was actually gonna say to you. You picked up on this earlier. There's this verse, it comes from Ephesians 2.10. It says, we are God's workmanship. We're created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which He has prepared in advance for us to do. Andrew, I wanna be found amongst those people who obedient, obedient in saying, when Jesus invites us, come follow me. I wanna say, yeah, I will, I will. And it's landed us there. And you know what the result has been? It's been a life, a life to the full, a rich life. High highs, low lows, but a rich life. And if that can be what we're privileged to be part of for this short time that we're on earth, yeah, I wanna, I wanna say yes to Jesus. Yeah. And what an amazing call is on all of our lives to say yes to Jesus. And as Mel is about to share with us, would you pray with me as we wanna listen to Jesus as what He wants to say to us? Jesus, it truly is, I can't put words on it, but it truly is the greatest call on our lives to say, yes, Jesus, I wanna follow you. And in that, there's a sense of listening to your voice and allowing you to be the Lord and the leader of our lives. And in these next 20, 30 minutes, Lord, we just wanna say, speak. Living God, speak, we are your creation. We're created by you and for you and we'll only find life in you. And so now, Lord Jesus, we say, please speak. May we have ears to hear, hearts that will listen and the courage to obey what you wanna do in our lives. Lord, we commit this time to you in Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Would you welcome Mel as she comes to share with us? There is a lot of love in this room and I'm really feeling it. Isn't it wonderful? It's just so exciting. It is. Let's clap again. Yeah. <laughs> um, tonight it has been an interesting journey to get to. Tim and I have been doing meetings around and sharing a lot. Um, in different places about what we do. I think tonight is, has been one of the hardest for me. I woke up this morning with a splitting headache, terrible sinus, I was quite miserable, and I thought, oh no, <laughs> this is a bad day. This is a bad start. God, what are you doing? Um, this, is, this is a big day for us. We wanna share, we wanna be polished, we wanna come across beautifully, and yet, not feeling all that great. Can anyone relate to these days? Yeah, good, okay. <laughs> but actually, what I'm gonna share tonight, I shouldn't be surprised. I shouldn't be surprised that this is what's happening because tonight, God's spirit is moving. And when God's spirit moves, we get opposition. We get hardship. We get things that get in the way that make our life difficult. Then that, that's like a, a positive. <laughs> The negatives are positive. I don't know how that quite works, but it does. God wants to speak to us. Um, to give you a little context, Tim and I have been working in a village for the last 12 years in Malawi. Um, and so I'm just gonna show you really quick a clip of just what that means. So that's a cue for our, our clip right now. Don't you love the baptism photo? Um, and I just wanna show one more little photo. It's a very heroic photo of my family. <laughs> um, this incredible story. You know, sometimes you meet people who are just super gifted, super gifted. And in a village in Africa, there's a guy who said, can I do a photo shoot for your family? I wanna practice, I wanna do a business. And so Tim and I were like, okay. So we all dressed up fancy and went around the back of our house and he came up with that. So the movie's coming out later on. <laughs> so we have my son Clayton on the far end, AKA Spider-Man. We've got Iron Man coming next, Wonder Woman and Captain America, the Downs family. Actually, the reason I'm showing you that is because we're really not that special. And I want you to know that because what I'm gonna share with you tonight is accessible to all of us. 
the good news of Jesus is for all of us. When Tim and I went to Malawi, we did training, we did mission um, at Bible college, we learnt God's word, we learnt the power of our, um, of our calling, of what God's put on our heart. And then we hopped on an aeroplane and we flew to Malawi. Now, sometimes I had that expectation that when I get on the plane and I'm going to another country, something amazing's gonna happen. And I get on that, the, the, new, um, the newness of a new country and everything, and I'm just waiting for this wow. Do you know nothing happens on the plane? <laughs> I was ready for this huge spiritual experience, but actually the opposite happened for us. We went to a place that has layers and layers of oppression, fear, darkness. Malawi is a country that is based on an animistic culture. So that's a culture that's steeped in the spirit world. It's a culture where um, practices, cultural practices, release power in the spirit world. So we do um, initiation ceremonies, we do um, funerals are massive, we do lots of um, chants and charms and um, rituals that bring power in the spirit world. On top of that, are layers of um, the slave trade. The Yao used to work with the Arabs and trade to people for slavery back in the day. Then we have the layers of being a British protectorate and the um, settlement of um, colonialism. And then we have now the layers of the aid and development culture, which breeds a lot of dependency. And we have issues with corruption in Africa, sorry. There's corruption in Africa. So there's these layers. Now we turned up and I am a young mum from Cairns. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I read the brochure and it didn't say anything about understanding these cultural practices. And Tim and I walked into our home and we started to unpack our gear and we started to kind of experience something that we hadn't before there was like a presence. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but there was a presence. There was a presence in the town. There was a presence in our home. I wouldn't sleep very well. We were having unusual arguments over stuff that didn't make a whole lot of sense. And then we'd heard that people before us in that very place had had, had to pack up and leave from burnout or from sickness or all sorts of reasons. And Tim and I were thinking, what's going on? Now, for those of you who are left brain people, there's a logical reason for everything. And we can map it out. And we in the West love to map things out. And there's a, there's a point and there's a scientific explanation and we can work this out. So we probably just had um, culture shock, probably just tired, probably just you know adjusting to the new environment. All of this is very true. But as we learnt in our relationship and our walk with our Malawian brothers and sisters, we started to realise that there is much more happening under the surface than what we first thought. Our Western culture focuses on the physical realm. 
that the animistic culture focuses mainly on the spirit realm. Not one way is wrong and one way is right, it's just different. So Tim and I started to think, Lord, if we have something going on in our home and we're here to present the gospel and we're here to present the shining light, what do we do? So if you've read your Bible, first thing we should do is pray, right? So we prayed and we gathered other people in to pray. We actually went round to the the house and um, anointed the doorways with oil. We started to walk around the property and asked others to join with us as we walked around the property, claiming that space back for Jesus. Um, We prayed over our children. We prayed over our home. And then I put Bible verses up on our walls and said, right, this is to declare that this now (laughs) belongs to Jesus. That was my introduction to the spirit realm. I had no idea of the battle and the war that we were going to be facing. As you go into uncharted territory, there is an opposition that we've just sung about that we are surrounded and it's not seen. Now in our Western culture, we refer to things like that person has an aura or there's a vibe in this room or you might say, just had this kind of weird kind of um, shiver down my spine. We do have language for this stuff in our Western culture, but we don't talk about it well. Um, as I spoke with my Malawian friends, this was the absolute undercurrent of everything that happened in their world. So I was taking my simple understanding as a knife to a gunfight the tools I were using was not enough. These were people who were doing rituals on a daily basis to bring power. Now, I had heard of this stuff a little bit. You might have too. If you go back to the Bible, there are all sorts of stories about the spirit world. And we often think that it's oh, fairy tales, mumbo jumbo, and even we use our own cultural spiritual stories as fairy tales now. But actually, a couple of hundred years ago, they weren't fairy tales, they were real. Satan seems to have used this technique to go to ground in our culture, but in Malawi, it's very obvious. Um, When you want favour, you go to the witch doctor, you pay, and he does a, a chant and a charm and will make a little amulet thing you either wear and you'll have to do a certain amount of practices and you will receive power and you will receive favour. I used to think that that was just, you know, not really real. Maybe it's psychosomatic, I don't know. But I've had enough experience to see that that's real. There was a friend of mine who, um, her brother was a pastor in in a different place in Malawi and he wanted power and he wanted favour. And so he went to the um, witch doctor and said, I want my sermons to be amazing. (laughs) I want to get known around the country. What should I do? He was asked to go and um, present himself to his mother and get his mother to do some um, unhealthy sexual behaviours with him. And that was the way that he would get power. 
Now his mother resisted, praise God, and he then turned into a madman in that instant. He lived out in the fields, he couldn't live in a home, he roamed like a wild animal. I'd heard that story before. In the Bible, there is a story of a great king who stood up and said, I am the greatest king in all the world. And in that moment, he went mad. I've been near a cemetery and we were talking in a group. And over in the corner was this man wandering around and he was, had ripped clothing and wild hair. And I said, what's this guy doing? What's, what was happening here? And the, the group said, oh, that guy, he's always there. He's always in the cemetery. He's really strong. Like we can tie him up and stuff because he's a bit mad, but he can break those ropes. He can break those chains. And I said, what's his name? Oh, his name's Wajinji. Wajinji means thousands. Have you heard this story before? If we go to our Bible, that's very demonic man found Jesus and fell to his knees and begged, please don't persecute me. And Jesus threw the, the, the demonic beings into a group of pigs and they went over the cliff. The learning curve for me was incredibly steep. But the cool thing is, all I had to do was go to God's word and see that this was real. This is what um, the Bible's all about. The Bible's deeply spiritual. There's a story of Elijah and Elisha and the king was coming to get Elijah, sorry, Elijah, Elisha, sorry, Elisha. And the king was surrounding him with his chariots and was going to knock him down and kill him. And Elisha's servant was terrified, but Elisha looked to the hills and he said he could see chariots of fire from the king of all kings coming down. We have a battle that we don't see. Now I wanna present to you, if we have our biblical culture, and I'm presenting to you the animistic culture of Malawi, I wanna dare to bring this to our Australian culture right now. If God is real and the spirit world is alive, is it possible that what happens to us physically has spiritual connotations? Is it possible that what you do will affect your spirituality? I wanna present to you that it is. It's very real. I was speaking just two nights ago to a group of young people and they were saying in their school, a lot of girls were starting to play with crystals. They were starting to deal with drugs and they were looking for a power base. One particular girl, I resonated with Ariel's testimony, her parents had separated and she had this hurt in her heart. But she went for this crystal because it had power to make her feel whole again. This is not an unusual story because I just heard such a thing in Malawi. I, I lived that with my friends. And so this crystal is replacing the witch doctor's um, amulet. Can you see the parallel here? 
We're using different forms, but the power base, I believe that her attempt to use these crystals and what she was experiencing is true. This is a real power base we're dealing with. What happens though is in the spirit world, whether it's crystals, whether it's some other um, form, or whether it's in Malawi and you're using an amulet or a um, chant, the more you step into that world and commit yourself, the more you lose part of yourself. Satan's very clever and he appears in many different ways. So if you take a step and delve into something that is not of God, guaranteed you will start the journey of losing who you are or who you were made to be. The amulets in Malawi, you end up... um, getting to be asked to do some horrific things to kind of give more and more power in that journey. And traditionally, people will, once they've started dabbling, first thing to go is a piece, an inner piece that leaves. Then the next thing is you see sleep becomes an issue, lack of sleep. Nightmares come, um, beings start to visit in the night and that feeling of something heavy on your chest, you can't breathe, Um, People wake up and have a presence in the room and they can't explain. That then can degenerate into um, day visions, terrors, um, abusive behaviours, addictive behaviours and that will continue until death. Either someone will die or they'll be um, killing themselves in this cycle. As I unpacked that cycle to this young girl who was talking about crystals, she started to tear up a little bit. And she said, I'm already waking up in the middle of the night. I'm seeing things. This is not a new story. And I feel that coming here to talk to you, showing you my ordinariness, I'm coming with a message because you're in this room right now And you need to hear this message. What you do physically now will rob you of your joy. And it will take you down a road that will ultimately lead to death. I want to say this with caution because this is not our battle. If you love Jesus and you take a step of faith in the other direction then he is the one who gives you life. One way leads to destruction. One way leads to life. We we need to last the Lord. I'm just going to pray right now. I'm really um, sensing we need to pray. Holy Spirit, as I speak this stuff tonight, I'm really sensing there's opposition here. So Holy Spirit, I just come now and I pray in your name, your power to hear us, to clear the air, to let this come through. So we just pray this now. Amen. Okay. So as we take a step of faith, when you come to faith, first of all, you're taking a step out of darkness. The next thing is that you receive receive God's presence in your life. 
There's a little acronym I like to use. It's called rubber, but it's spelt. If, it's only good for you if you're not a good speller. So <laughs> R-B-B-R, right? Rubber. It's repent. So if you've been engaging in any form of rebellion, anything that doesn't belong to God, then you need to repent. Repent, forgiveness, and confession. Those three are number one in getting out of strongholds, getting out of evil practices. Number one, forgiveness, repentance, and confession. Now that even works if you've never had anything, like maybe if you haven't done anything really, really bad, but actually you might have been hurt by somebody else. So hurt and pain and suffering or bad life choices, you can't get free without those three. Confession, repent, and forgiveness. So that's the R. The next section is B, B, and that's for believe. If you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. So that believing section means that you give Jesus authority to take over. He's going to control this. He's going to get you out of this cycle. He's going to get you free. He's going to take those shackles off, that darkness, that torment. It can, get, it can be taken off. And Jesus is the only one who can do that. So R, B, B. The next B is baptism. Easy as that. It's a physical act of faith that has huge spiritual connotations. It has huge breakthrough in the spirit world because it's showing that I am pulling out of this darkness and it is broken off me and I am clean, I am free. And the last one is in that act of faith, you receive, which is the last R, the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit comes on you and I don't know if you've had this experience, it's like this warm peace that all of a sudden the rest of the world doesn't matter. I'm enough. I'm being all that I need to be. I'm free from any other lies that are surrounding me in my world. It's really simple. This is what we do in Malawi. We share this freedom and people leave generations of strongholds and darkness and they step over into the light and they are so excited about what God is doing that they never want to go back to that. Because without Jesus, they can't get free. Now they're more afraid of not being connected to Jesus than they are of what their family thinks, what, their person, what the community thinks of them, what is, could happen to them. If they died tomorrow, it's okay. I'm sorted. I know where I'm going. Without that, they are doomed. They have nothing. Don't be deceived about this power base. This power base that we toy with and we play with, and you can see it in the movies, you can see it in um, a lot of our social media. Double with the spirit world. It's a little bit, you know, a little bit risky, but don't worry. It's more fun. It can't hurt you. Our logical mind tells us that. But actually, the truth is, this is a slippery slope and we'll get caught. 
Jesus often speaks to us in our left, in our right brain. We have his word, but our right brain, he speaks to us in visions and dreams and through those around us. He speaks to us through our circumstances. And when we get free and we get on this side of listening to what God wants us to do, all of a sudden, the spirit realm and the physical realm start to line up. And it happens a lot. When we do our spiritual disciplines of baptism, communion, you're doing something physically, but you can feel the spiritual change. Celebrating what's done. When we need a breakthrough in Malawi and we're really struggling with some oppression, we'll have communion. And we walk away knowing that there's a bigger peace that their breakthrough is coming. I'm, really struggling tonight and I kind of feel it's because I'm not supposed to be super eloquent. (laughs) I think it's because God's speaking and he's wanting us as a people not to be entertained. I'm not really here to be telling you stories. I'm actually really just meant to explain something really simple because the job is back on you. I don't want anyone to leave tonight under a spiritual oppression If you're someone here who doesn't know Jesus, you need to come over to the goodness of God. If you are here and you have been desperately hurt and you have wounds, it will take you on a cycle just the same as as doing a a chant or a curse. Those wounds will take you down this path of destruction. You need to get on to the physical confession, the repentance, the forgiveness, and you'll get free. If you're a parent here tonight or a grandparent, you have an authority over your family to stand in the gap and pray a blessing over them for anything that your children might have been um, exposed to or subject to. As a parent, you have a spiritual authority. Church leaders, you have a spiritual authority over this community of believers. So if there is anything tonight that you are picking up, it's your job to stand in the gap. If you go to school, if you're a boss and you're mixing with people in your community that you feel there's a darkness coming from them or there's a fear or there's an anger, your job is to rebuke that anger and love the person. Don't let these spirits control our community. Don't let these spirits take over your family. Don't let the the oppression that Satan quietly puts over us stay there. We need to get free. We need to get to a point where we... We surrender, we realise that we're, we, we need God more than ever and we need to surrender to him. Um, I'm going to pray right now and then I'm going to ask you guys to do something with me. Lord, this is, this is such a simple message 
It's such a simple message and I really feel this is a space that we need to stop talking and start listening. So Father, as we go quiet now and as we open our hearts, please help us to hear your voice over all the noise. Help us to hear and see you. Lord, you're calling us. You're calling each one of us and you are needing us to make a response, a physical act to make a spiritual difference. Lord, as we saw the baptisms tonight, Lord, we want to follow suit. So as we're hearing from you, I pray that you will give us the courage to take that step. We ask this in your name. Amen. Um, I'm actually going to ask, is it Lillian and Ariel? Yes, Liliana, are you still out there? Do you want to come up and join me? Let's give them a round of applause. There's always strength in numbers. These guys are what we would call spiritually hot at the moment. They've just done something massive in the spirit world, so I want them near me, so I want to get some of their, um, get some of their goodness. You've done something amazing tonight that really changed the spirit world. Okay, so I want you to stand here as an example because if these guys can do it, and if I can do it, we can all do it, right? I'm also gonna ask my best friend, Dave, can you come up here? Let's give him a clap, he's amazing. Thank you. And then I'm going to ask the band to join us too. So what we're going to do, guys, is we're um, going to stand here and we're going to um, put out there a call. If there is something that you have in your life right now that you don't want to leave with, I want you to come up and join us, just up here to the front. If there is something that you should do and you haven't done it, I want you to get up and bring it to God. I want you to... Take a step of faith in a physical form so that spiritually you can get free. We're going to pray with you. We're going to stay and sing. We're going to worship. We're going to push back the darkness. But we're going to do this together because we don't need our strength to come from ourselves. We need the strength to come from the body, the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. We do this together. Um, so we're just going to pray. Um, Play, sing, something, yeah. Um, I just want to affirm what Mel is saying here tonight. I really want to affirm this, um, that you're spot on, Mel. You're right in tune with the Spirit. And um, there are people here tonight um, that, that God wants to set free. Jesus is amazing. I want to tell you this. Um, and, and what Mel's talking about, it's, it's not just in Malawi, it's here. And I can testify to this, Mel, firsthand. Just recently I had an experience where I saw the reality of the power of the Spirit of God to set someone free who had been bound up and oppressed. And I want to tell you just a couple of things. One is we're not to fear tonight. No fear because Jesus is greater. He's so much more powerful. But this is real. It's very real. I want to tell you, I saw it firsthand. And I saw the power of Jesus to set someone free who had been caught up some of this stuff that Mel was talking about and it had bound them up. And after praying for them in the power of Jesus' name, that 
person was transformed, set free. And I agree with what Mel said. It's, it's God's, it's, it's not Mel, it's not me, it's just the Holy Spirit tonight. He wants you to leave tonight set free. And it's in the power of Jesus' name. It is His name. I'm telling you, I walked away from that prayer time and all I could do was just praise Jesus. I kept saying, Jesus, you are wonderful. Jesus, you are amazing. Jesus, you are incredible. And Jesus, you truly are the King of Kings. You're, you're all powerful. And in the name of Jesus, the darkness flees. And so um, we're going to respond, as Mel said, and you're going to come forward and some of our prayer team and our pastors, we just want to pray for you in Jesus' name. A simple prayer, simple prayer, but so powerful. I want to tell you that. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not. It's the spiritual a battle that takes place. And I want to tell you, as there was that song we sung earlier, Mel talked about the story in the Bible as well, when it seems like you're surrounded, I want to tell you that, that God is surrounding you. That is the reality of it. So let's stand together. Let's stand. And uh, I just want to declare that. And, um, and it's not like I don't normally get up at night, you know that. But I really felt, Mel, as you said that, and you says the leaders of this church to the, the part that I'm called to play. Um, there is an authority in that. Um, which I don't like to grab onto, but I felt like God said to me tonight, you've got to stand up and you've got to pray and ask for the Spirit of God to move in this place. And He wants to move powerfully. He does. So let me pray and then I'm going to encourage you to come and we're going to sing that song. This is how we fight our battles in the name of Jesus. And, uh, and Jesus wants to set people free. People, God's been calling to be baptised. You're going to be baptised next Sunday night. We'll, we'll, be, we'll put them through the pool. We'll, we'll, we'll fit you in. Don't worry. We'll get you through. But... I want you to see Liliana and Ariel tonight too, their testimony. This is powerful in the spiritual realm. It is. Let me pray. Oh, Holy Spirit, we thank you. Oh, we thank you that you are so real. Lord Jesus, you are so real. And it's true, Lord, it's a spiritual battle that goes on even tonight, Lord. And we've stopped a number of times and just prayed. And I want it now, Lord. Come humbly before you, Lord Jesus. You are the head of this church, Lord, you are. And we declare the power of the name of Jesus. The name is above every other name. And I pray now tonight, Lord, that you would send the darkness running, I pray. Oh, that any schemes of the evil one, Lord, to try to disrupt, to discourage, to take hope, to create fear, to oppress us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We stand upon that name. We call upon that name right now that you come, move in hearts and lives, set people free tonight, I pray. May nothing hold people back, I pray. So come, Holy Spirit, may you be exalted. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. You feel free to come. We're gonna stand up here. The team are gonna pray for you. Um, we'd love to pray for you, but you come. Don't hold back tonight. Come down the front. Bring it to Jesus. Let's do that together. Let's respond to Him. The front here, we just wanna anoint you tonight.
aspect of our life we haven't surrendered and handed over to you there's things that we're still holding on to in our hearts and in our lives and that there's maybe just one more person here that needs to come and say I know what that situation is I I know what that thing is and great God I thank you that you want to set them free of the very thing that they've held so tightly onto Thank you, great God, that there's still opportunity. Tonight is the night, but there's still opportunity to come forward and say, God, oh God, I need to surrender that thing to you, great God, so you might cleanse and set that person free, oh God. So thank you for your word. But you have not listened to me. But now is the time for action. Now is the time for response. Whatever that thing is, as we sing these words, God of revival, Oh God, this is what we're longing for. Oh God, this is what we desire. That you might revive our hearts as we come forward and surrender every element of our lives. The aspect that we've held on to, the different things in this world that we've worshipped beside you, great God. Deal with it right now in our hearts. So come. If that's you tonight, I pray you'd come. Come forward to a holy and righteous God, a God that loves you and has a plan and purpose for you and wants to deal with the very very deepest parts of your heart. Come before Him now. Oh God of revival, we pray to you. We cry out to you. Continue your good work, Holy Spirit. Keep moving in our midst, Holy Spirit. Keep working in our hearts, Holy Spirit. Come and minister to us, oh God, we pray. God of revival, come and work. And if that's you tonight, do not delay. Come forward and respond to a holy and righteous and loving God.
you, Holy Spirit, as you just move sovereignly, touching people's hearts right now, great God. A scripture just come through now, Father God, and we just declare that tonight. Your word says, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I just sense, Almighty God, that there's some that have questioned God's love. There's some that have questioned, how could you truly be, how could you truly love me, God? Some that have questioned that here. You know my past, you know everything about Oh God. Some that said, no, this God couldn't love me. There's no way he could have a plan and a purpose for my life. But your word says this, and I'm convinced that nothing, nothing could ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, oh, it's for someone, neither our fears for today, hear that again, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Thank you, Almighty God. And there's some right now that just, they just said, surely this God couldn't love me, but we've heard through your scripture right now that you love, you love. God, this is a reviving moment. This is what we need, an awakening in our hearts, a revival in our hearts. And you're not finished yet. Because just even maybe one more has struggled with that question and that thought, surely this God couldn't love me, but He does. And He says to you tonight, come, come, respond to me. Come, surrender your heart to me. One last moment. We're gonna sing this one more time, oh God. And I pray that you just come forward now that you'd come forward now in response to Him. God, awaken us, revive our hearts. This is where it begins, it begins in our own heart. Revive us now. Minister to us one last time, Almighty God. We cry out, we worship, and we seek You now, Jesus. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit.
really clear tonight that if you need to go, I just, I, I, I want to encourage you, or not, not necessarily encourage you, but if you need to go, feel free to go. Uh, normally would end the service here, and I just want to let you know, by all means, please, if you need to go, you're, you're totally welcome to go, totally welcome to go. But I just sense this is a very important moment. I will not stifle it. The band's going to play another song, maybe another song, but I cannot end the service. I cannot, I will not, I will not end the service. This is an important moment. I just want to let you know if you need to sit, if you need to go, absolutely, there's no problem at all to do that. But the band is going to keep playing. And if you felt like I still haven't gone and maybe the service has ended, no, the service has not ended. The band's going to play again. We're going to do another song. I don't know what it is. But we're just going to continue to let the Holy Spirit minister and to work amongst us in this moment. So Father, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in this moment. We're going to continue to worship. We're going to continue to seek your great God. Continue to minister to our hearts in this moment. We pray, Father, as you're working. We long for you. We desire you, great God. This is what we desire. We desire more of you, oh God. This is revival, an awakening in our hearts, a revival in our hearts to say, we, we don't want anything else. We need you, oh God. We need you in our hearts, in our city, in this nation, in this world, Father. We cry out to you. And so, Lord, in a way that only you can do now, keep ministering to our hearts. Keep working in our hearts. Father, thank you. Thank you for this moment. Thank you, Lord.
you, Father God. Thank you for your power. Thank you for just the way you moved amongst us tonight. Thank you for those that this is this was a, a defining moment, an absolutely defining moment for some here tonight that their life will never be the same again. It's nothing of our doing. It's simply by the power of you, great God, as we've heard through your message and then experienced by the power of your Holy Spirit. And I still just sense as we uh, come to a close here tonight, I still just sense, great God, that uh, there's something that, that we need to do this very week, that there's some, uh, something we need to let go of, something that we need to surrender over to you this very week, great God. There's so much more in store you have for our lives, for our personal lives, corporately, so much more, but we've got to let go of that thing that we've been holding on to. And so, great God, thank you for the way you speak. Thank you for the way that you minister to our lives, Father God. And thank you for what you're going to do this week. Yes, these are holy and powerful moments, but it's, it's those defining moments in our everyday as well as we say, Lord, as we listen to you and obey, listen and obey. And great God, we need to walk in obedience this week. Thank you for what you wanna do, great God. And thank you for the testimonies that are gonna come and flow out of this very week as we listen and obey to you, oh God. Lord, how can we not say, we love you. We love you. You come to set people free to break the shackles and the chains. And oh God, we worship you tonight because we love you, because we absolutely love you. Thank you for the plan and purpose you have for every soul, every soul. So we honour you tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. To some degree, we're coming to a close, but in another degree, I've just asked the band to just keep playing. So feel free to sit, feel free to do whatever you need to do, sit in silence, head out, absolutely no troubles, you, you do that. But I just think this is a holy moment. The band's gonna keep playing. Uh, and uh, if you wanna come down, if you just wanna pray and seek God in this moment, uh, then you feel free to do that. But God bless you so much. It's been so good to have you here. Oh, oh man, I want more of this. Like I want more of this, I want more of the more of God in my heart and in my life. I want more of God. I want to experience more of God. And I really pray that you do too. But God bless you. Whatever you need to do this week, may you walk in obedience to Him. Bless you heaps. Bless you.